welcome to the Evolve podcast. I am super excited to bring you this first podcast with a really good buddy of mine. For those of you that follow the Snowden Six Ways Challenge, you'll know Dan, the positive runner. Dan helped me achieve the Snowden Six Ways, running six times up and down the six main routes of Snowden. He's a very, very interesting guy, and I can't wait to have this conversation with him and share it with you. Welcome to the Evolve podcast, Dan. You're my first guest on the Evolve podcast. Thanks for thanks for agreeing to coming on board. I'm really looking forward to this conversation, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, really well. First of all, thank you for inviting me on here. It's a, it's a privilege to do these things. It gives you a moment just to stop and take check of yourself um, and sort of share, share, share your story with people. So, yeah, really excited to have this conversation and see see which wormholes and rabbit holes we get to go down yeah, really nice so for those of you that follows uh the snowden six ways challenge on on facebook and instagram you'll have seen me sharing quite a lot of things about the positive runner and dan is the positive runner but before we get into that dan can you just paint a little picture of sort of who you are a bit of background and sort of what got you into running Oh, that's a good one. The background. So who, I, who am I? I'm, I'm Dan Wormsley, aka The Positive Runner. Um, I am now 41 years of age, still really young, which is great. Um, and so my background is being quite mad and out there. There's, in a nutshell, I could go on for hours about it, but in a nutshell, um, had pretty traumatic childhood, um, was really good at sports, um, did copious amounts of drugs when I was younger um, and then sort of found the light of outdoor sports and then outdoor sports turned into bushcraft, bushcraft turned into running my own company, um, running my own company turned into working on TV and film, TV and film worked into writing a couple of books um, it's, uh, and that turned into having a TV show coming out very soon. So in that way, like, yeah, that's who I am. I, I, you know, I look back at all the unfortunate times and then the lucky times, you know, uh, in my life. I've been fortunate and lucky. Um, and all of that, my background as well, sort of added up into running. I've always been athletic. I played rugby from the age of like four or five, um, constantly until I was about 17, 18, when I had an injury. Um, and that was playing rugby every weekend. And then when I was a bit older, so lots of training, lots of stuff going on there. And always running. I, I could always run really well. Um, but then got to my 20s and then you sort of find other stuff. And you realise yeah. actually running's quite an effort. And I didn't have any I didn't have any role models around or any people that could uh, sort of guide me in that way. So I lost that connection, that sort of um well, I suppose that motivation to carry on running. And then sort of my mid-20s, I found I was working at an outdoor centre down in down in uh, Cornwall. Um, and I remember one of the guys there saying to me, he goes, we'll make a good runner out of you. Because I used to, used to go running. But I used to, like everybody in my 20s, man, just drink loads of beer and then go out running. And beer was more important than get, keeping fit. Um, and then I sort of stopped for, a, for a three or four years. I did a couple of marathons and a couple of sort of endurance events and then completely stopped running. Um, I had a knee injury, didn't know what to do with it. Um, didn't even realise I should have gone to the doctors or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? One of those ones where I, my sort of mindset, I was, all, all of this, all of this, all this sort of stuff I was doing, the drinking, the partying, doing all these uh, uh, events and stuff were masking like this 
frail character who had no confidence, um, which I've realised just very recently that, oh, wow, if I had confidence when I was younger, I would be bulletproof now. Do you know what I mean? And um, with, with that, you know, I stopped running, had a knee injury, so sort of used that as an excuse. And my last marathon, the last long distance was the Stockholm Marathon, where the night before, you know, we got absolutely smashed. We got so drunk and then we woke up and ran like a... Which kind of, now I look at it, when I used to tell that story, it's like, yeah, I drank loads of beer and I ran a marathon. I'm like, oh, what a waster. Like, you could have been, you could be doing so much better. Um, and then I went traveling and just sort of gave up on sports altogether. I would surf every now and then. And then it wasn't until last year, this time, well, even 18, 19 months ago, I would run sporadically. I'd be one of these people who'd be committed, like, for six months, yes, get into that running. And then go, oh, a bit bored of this now. Go and do something else. And then it wasn't until last year where I had, uh, I um, got poisoned by um, some Roundup, like weed killer stuff. Yeah. That's a whole different story there. Like, I'm very, uh, as you know me, I'm very earthy. I'm with the earth and mother nature and all that. Yeah, and the one yeah. time I go and use some weed killer, I end up poisoning myself with it. And it and it threw me really badly. And all the doctors and hospital people were like, oh no, just go and drink water, mate, you'll be fine. And there's me going, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. It was like, it, it basically, weed killer destroys everything living in your gut. And we know now, like science knows that your gut is really valuable to your microbiome, your health and your well-being. And it totally destroyed me. And for about four months, I would go to bed every night thinking I wasn't gonna wake up the next day which was really taxing on your mind, as you can imagine. Yeah, that's um, good Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty grim. And it was, you know, and then slowly just like, it was sort of wearing me down quite a lot. Um, and then to get out of that, I was like, well, I just bung some shoes on and go for a little jog. Um, and that jog was really good and really beneficial. Like it took my mind away from everything. And I just carried on doing that, building it up. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember how to run. It was a forest gump moment. You just go and you're like, well, I'll just put in 10 miles. And there was one day, I think I hadn't run for, I don't know, many years. And I was like, okay, so I've been running for two weeks now. I know, I'll just go and run. And I kept feeling good, feeling good, running, running, running. And I tried to do 18 miles. And then halfway through, I got to the 18 miles and I phoned up Nay, my wife. And I was like, can you please come and pick me up? <laughs> I don't think I can move anymore. <laughs> I haven't eaten or drank any water for many hours. And she came and rescued me with the kids in the car. And I was like, what an idiot. Um, and then slowly built up and got into running and realised after, after I'd been running, whatever distance it was, whether it was a mile up the road, a 20 minute run, a half an hour run or an hour run, what it gave me afterwards. Yeah, yeah some of the times were awful. Some running times, as you know, when you're running in the rain or whatever, but that pain we had, I had when I was running, that pain I had when I was running turned into like, well, just euphoria when you get back in the next day. And I felt light and good and positive. And I was like, well, this is great. And then stepping up and kept doing more distances. And I was like, well, actually, I, you know, I was running on road quite a lot. And I was like, road running's a bit, I don't enjoy it, but I can do it. And then realizing you can run on the trails and run up these hills. And I was like, wow, this is like, I'm, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say addicted to it. I would say I was getting more from it than I was anything else I was doing in my life at the time. Yeah. The return on it, the, the minuscule amount of pain that I was having was turning into a positive and I was getting out more and you know it reflected on everything yeah I, the, the fallout from it I was getting healthier I was eating better 
you know, I was getting fitter and stronger. Um, my anxieties were going, um, you know, overall, just the, everything. It was all positives that came out of it. Um, and then that reflects on your family life and then your lifestyle. And before you know it, like down the road now, a year later, we've been on a couple of incredible adventures running. Um, I've got loads of stuff planned. Um, throughout lockdown that we've had, you know, seen so many people running as well. And I stop and chat to all the runners. And it just makes you realise there's something, you know, it's something ingrained in us, in our DNA, whether we'd like to believe it or not, that movement is really powerful. And what you get back from it is, is really strong. So, yeah, running, I, I can't see my life without it now. It's, it's a good excuse to go and have time for myself. It's a good excuse to, if I wanted to push myself hard and run. But most of the time I do it for just going out and, and sort of having that time and having that, those micro adventures around my area. You mentioned something a few minutes ago about, um, you know, uh, the kind of the booze in the party, et cetera, being a bit of a facade. And we've spoken before on a training run before about Danimal. And yeah. I want to delve into that a little bit because um, we're going to delve into a bit more later on. But I, I know you've been into some, you've, you've had some issues with your kind of your, your well-being. And I want to kind of delve into that, sort of the Danimal side of things, what that represented to you and what it represents to you now with the power of reflection mm. so yeah go for it so i think you know we were talking about like well-being and sort of labels when you get labeled something and and nicknames um and at one point a few years ago i was working on a tv show and this guy said oh the danimal's here and i was like oh that's a really cool name i like that and everyone yeah the danimal um and you you, you it puts a bar up there and you've got to live up to it so there was times when we were like off work and we go to the pub. It's like, how many beers can you chug down? Danimal, Danimal. And you live up to this chant in nature and, and you're getting further away from the truth of yourself, but you're caught up in that elation of everybody supporting you. Like you're just growing your ego with this, with this title. And it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot of fun um, in those times at that time. And I, I wouldn't change it. But then after that goes on for a long time and you go out and every time you're living up, to that name and you you know before you know it people aren't expecting you to live up to that name but inside you, you've conditioned yourself to live up to that name so you drink as much as you can and you know you don't realize how much harm it's kind of doing to you um and at the time i didn't realize how detrimental it was to me it was massively like my ego was getting bigger but my 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 soul was getting just chipped away at and that was that was well, it wasn't tough at the time. It was only in reflection later on. I was like, oh, oh, fucking, oh, I don't, sorry, I don't need this. I don't need this name. I can just be me. I can just be Dan. Dan's pretty awesome. And then looking back at it now, it, you look at it and go, oh, God, I, it was just, it was just all naive rubbish to be that, to live up to this name that wasn't even me. But I needed to go through that process because that process gave me, uh, an insight into what I'm capable of. Yeah. You know, one side being influenced under drugs and alcohol, but the other side of actually what I can actually stick to, you know, how much I can grasp onto that one concept. So, and then it made me realize when I was doing a lot of self-help work, listening to like reading lots of books, listening to like rich roll podcasts, just listening to everyone who had a really positive take on life. 
and I was flipping it 180. So I looked at it, I was like, well, if I label myself as a great runner or a great ultra uh, endurance athlete, you know, if I label myself that and keep that going, then I'm still doing massaging that little bit of ego, but then I'm achieving better results and drinking nine pints of cider down the pub and vomiting in the bath and losing my wallet. Like, which I got kids, man. I don't want my kids to. Like, I would tell them about when they're older, but I don't want them to go, oh, that's the way of life. Well, so you, you talked about role models at the beginning, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, because yeah, yeah. I never had a role model, I am, I was realising I'm a role model to them. And I, it's weird when you don't put stuff together. The simple things in life, you miss the fact that you're a role model to your kids. And that sounds really daft thinking about it now. But at the time, I was drinking all the time. Like, every Wednesday and Friday for three years, me and Mope would go to the pub and and spend all that money whereas now like just just uh four days ago i decided to take to stop drinking alcohol um and see how long well i take it day by day my one of my mantras is no i'm not drinking today because i realized how much of an effect it was having on me and, and my family i wasn't a, i'm not a big boozer just it was the hangover and you get cross yeah. with your kids and short temper and you like all that all that stuff that happens um so yeah, having labels. I think if people have labels, it's always better to to label yourself something positive. And yeah. you know, I have people say to me, "But you're not an ultra runner. You're not this, or you know, well maybe they, I don't, you know." And you just say, "Well, if I keep telling myself, at least I'm moving forward in that direction because you've got to believe it, haven't you?" What's the, it's yeah. the um, who says it? Mahatma Gandhi. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words your words become your actions your actions become your habits you know that's exactly how it is so if you label yourself way party person you're going to burn out in three or four years and have kidney failure or whatever if you label yourself as a runner you might only run for five minutes but you're a runner if you keep labeling yourself as a runner the better you become it's a positive positive thing i've seen someone before working on my injuries previously and she told me she's very interested and she said to me every single thought that you have is resonated through your every single cell in your body so if you if you think you're not very good you won't be very good because your body will respond to that if you think you're good or you think you're positive or you think you're doing a good job then your body will start to respond and react accordingly and it's so interesting and you mentioned there about the mantras that you have now and i want to kind of yeah. obviously i follow you on social media i know you we, we chat relatively often but for people listening to this who might be sort of, you know, they might be just struggling a little bit or they might be struggling a lot. What can you kind of use that's worked? What, what can you advise that's worked for you as a kind of a daily or a weekly routine that's going to, you know, just get people that little bit more positive in the way, in the mindset, not, not necessarily for running, but just for, for life in general. I think for me, uh, so what I did, and you've got to step outside your comfort zone, really, because that's where all the great learning happens and feel a bit ridiculous. I think that's the key thing, because what I did, I read a book by a guy called Kamal Ravikant, and it's like it's called Love Yourself as if your life depended on it. And at first I was like, oh, you've got to tell yourself you love yourself. That's a bit rubbish. <laughs> it felt a bit weird. And I was like, oh, that's the edge of my comfort zone. And I took and I stopped myself. Went okay, that makes me feel a bit strange and uncomfortable. Then I'm outside my comfort zone. I need to be doing this. And so I started it. And the mantra was: you stand in front of the mirror and you look yourself right in the eye and you go, "I love myself." And at first you're like, 
price a bit fraudulent, isn't it? Because I don't know if I do, but do I? Yeah. And then I built up other mansions. I did this for a week. And, and after about a week, I was like, still doesn't feel quite, it doesn't feel right. But I'm feeling quite good, you know. And then I was like, well, I look into that mirror and I look into my eyes and I say, I love myself. And I said it three or four times. And then I'd add in, like, being grateful. I'm grateful for my health and well-being. I'm grateful that, you know, I can I can run. I've got all my limbs. I'm grateful that I've got a roof over my head. I'm grateful for the weather today. I'm grateful for my children. You know, I'm grateful for having food on the table. Um, just being grateful for anything. So I started off those two. I love myself. And I say that 10 times on, like, deep breathing. I love myself. And then I go into I'm grateful. And then this carried on. And then, like, within three weeks I added more stuff to it I was like I am confident I believe in myself I'm great at coping I'm you know uh, I'm a great dad I inspire others I uh, I you know um there was yeah I'm, I, I'm a great leader um and these mantras I would say every day and they may change a little bit sometimes I wrote some of them down but it's having those really positive affirmations and then after a month, you believe in yourself and you believe what you're saying because you've rewired your brain to tell yourself that you are great at all these things. And it's also letting go of what everybody else thinks mm -hmm. because it's me. This is me. It's not yeah. what they think. If they've got the problem, like there was a great, um, I wish I could remember his name. There's a great uh, spoken word poet guy who said, you know, if you hold on to hate, if you hate something, or you're jealous of something that person doesn't know that you hate them or you're jealous of them. you're the only person carrying that weight around on your shoulders and it goes back to what you said that negativity resonates through you so if you're if you're pissed off you hate that person because they've done something to you that's really bad and you hold that in you all the time then that's really bad and detrimental for your well-being yeah and if you have forgiveness if you just don't go okay I'll forgive that person let it go it's done it's past i can't control it i can't change the future i can't change the past i need to be in the present and having that in my mind i forgave myself for a lot of things i gave family members lots of things that happened in my past and i was like Oof. and then having this mantra so for people who sort of need that kind of thing in their life it's writing down that you love yourself and then telling yourself in the mirror 10 times every day like it's important you do it every day because you're building you're building those like neuro pathways in your brain and you're getting rid of all the old stuff in there and eradicating that making those channels um and then telling yourself you love yourself having your positive mantras whatever they are being grateful is another one like i'm I, our kids are into it so much now it's great you sit around the breakfast table or dinner table you've got friends or family or kids like just saying what you're grateful for today and the kids my little one comes out with I love ice lollies. And they're like, we haven't had ice lollies for ages. She's like, but I love them. But it's that positive thing. And we've done that now for six months, yeah. the whole lockdown, seven months, whatever it is. And now my kids come and ask me each morning. They go, dad, what are your goals today? Um, dad, what are you grateful for? And it's like, wow. That's amazing. Like, that's crazy. So that's the first few bits. And then, so my morning, how my morning goes, I'll do, I'll do the mantras. I tell myself I love myself. I'll be grateful. I'll do 15 minutes of, exercise if i can 15 minutes maximum whether that be if i do five minutes great um like push-ups pull-ups whatever stepping up onto chairs anything like that that gets my heart going and just gets those really good endorphins going and then once i've done that my mind is really clear oh, i will set three goals for the day whether that is finishing off a project doing the dishes it can be anything it can be massive it can be simple um and then i'll go and eat my breakfast 
and I'll have a really healthy breakfast of, you know, non-processed, no high sugar, no processed foods and just keep it pure. Um, and then the key one for me, I'm trying to do at the moment, which is so hard. It's like, it's, it's not looking at my phone until nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah, it's tricky. That's like the toughest one. Some days I'm like really militant and other days I'm like, oh, I'll just have a quick look and then you're down the wormhole. Um, so that's kind of what I do. So it's one, love myself, being grateful, um, exercise, setting free goals, eating a healthy breakfast, not looking at the phone and always starting my day by drinking like 500, <coughs> half a litre of water. Okay, nice. And, and that takes all that time. That takes me no more, no more than 25 minutes, if that. And that's a great way to start your day. And it really, it really works. And you have to commit to it. You have to sort of keep going, keep going, keep going with it. And it will become a habit within a couple of weeks. I think, was it three, 21 days it takes to have a habit? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, you're, it's like, it's like training, isn't it? You know, some days you wake up and you just don't feel like training. But, you know, you, once you yep. get out there and you get, you get going, normally you feel pretty decent for having a go, right? And it's about that consistency and keeping going with it. So, um, I and that's what I want to get into now, running. So... Uh, we spoke uh, what, quite a few times over the last 18 months with the whole Snowden thing. And I remember getting in touch with you originally because we kind of lost contact over the over the last few years with just lives going in different directions and stuff. But contacted you about Snowden, having followed you on Facebook and things and seeing you running and like your passion for running was growing and as is mine and just seemed like a really good fit, right? And running for me, it's like the essence of being human. You get, you know, you put your trainers on, you get outside, you go and run through the woods, go and run in the mountain, go and run into mud. And the movement that you get from running, the positive things that come from running, you know, like, like you, I could sit here and talk about it for hours, but it's not about me, this is about you. And I got you into onto the Snowden Challenge because I really value your understanding of running and what it brings you and how that affects the group, the tribe, and what yeah. that effect had on me when I was running as well you know having you on board so talk to me about running like not not the road running you did after a few beers but the, the running you do now um the running, okay the running yeah. i do now i think when you contacted me i was just getting into sort of bigger running i was realizing the deep soul food that running gave me that bit like that. there was times yeah. and when you contacted me it was at this perfect time and i was like wow okay when you put positivity out there positivity comes back and i was like oh, i'm on the right path here man this is this is and it was it was quite emotional for me because it's having someone believe in me like because i believed in myself i never really thought about other people believing in me and then allowing that inside internally so when i had that i was like whoa and when you after you phoned me up and i got off the phone i was like no you I, I was like no this is this is amazing Ali just asked me to go and do this massive adventure with him and help crew it. And oh, I'm totally blown away. And I was just, I took a moment to compose myself and I was like, wow. I, got, I still get goose pimples from it. Yeah, same um, <laughs> so running for me, I realized when I was running last year and after that phone call, you, you sort of asked me to come, invite me to come along and help you out. I was, I was running a lot and I realized when I was running that all these emotions would come out. I, I realized my, my mind was slowing down because I was thinking about running and that ache and that sore and breathing and I've got to run up that hill. And then I'll have times of complete euphoria where I would be running and just being bits, just like sobbing, sobbing so hard. I was like, where did that? And it would always surprise me. Um, 
but I read recently an article recently that, that was talks about that and it's about how basically your mind isn't thinking about anything else and because of all the stresses and during the day that you have or whatever it's just a way of your body just purging um and I realized actually this is a really good thing and so my running now and it's just that love that total pureness you get you don't need it's not expensive you can I, I realized I bought when I first started running I spent probably about 140 quid on a pair of trainers that were for me they were rubbish they gave me bad back my posture was rubbish and I spent like 20 quid on these neoprene trainers they weren't even trainers they're water shoes and I'd go running in them and I was like oh okay that felt a bit weird and I'd, I'd run in them probably about three or four months and I got some other barefoot shoes and I'm running them and I was like oh it makes me feel really good I'm connecting to the earth and the soil and then I was like, well, I used to run barefoot when I was a caveman, which is a whole different story. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, that's, another, that's another part. That's another, that's another journey, that one. And I, I went out running barefoot quite a lot. And I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. And then I was doing lots of road running. I was like, it's not so good on the road. But what it gave me, like the running, and what I get from it now is I have a small following of people. I never intended that to happen. Um, I just wanted to share running. My wife, Naomi, who always adamant, she would say, she would, I would, I'm not a runner, I've never run. She, unfortunately now she's got an injury, which she's dealing with, which is really frustrating for her. But now she's, she's a runner, she'll run 5K, she runs six miles, she, you know, she's there and she loves it and she realised what it gives her. Um, and I think, I don't ever want to, I don't want to be the fastest at anything. I, I, I don't want to put that much commitment into into which sounds really weird i don't want to commit myself to being a, a high level athlete because it's a lot of time to do it and i've got family and kids and i want to have a balance but i want to enjoy it and i think that's what i get the most out of it i was like i asked myself the question it's my question was why do i run um it's for fitness inevitably but actually it's for the enjoyment the pure enjoyment of running through the woods running through the fields having that time in nature and just sort of that clarity that time to think about and process your day because we don't get time to process things anymore we're we're constantly on our phones we're constantly doing this there's always something pulling at us um yet when you get out running you have that half an hour 10 minutes an hour whatever you're running at um you have that time just to join yourself um and really sort of look inwards or just defrag your whole day where you just sort of go okay yeah that's what happened that way and just letting letting it flow so running for me, it's, it's become a passion. I hate it when I'm when I'm not running. I, I hate it when I have to taper off these last few weeks for the event I'm meant to be doing at the weekend. And you're like, oh, I'm itching. I'm itching to get out running. You see other runners and you're like, they're, they're, they're going to be better than me now because they're running and I'm not running today. And you, get, you get that kind of weird mindset on. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it, it's, I think for me, running is just, it's part of my life now. It's like, it's like driving a car when you start running there's aches there's pains there's like do I look good do I feel good running have I got the right music in you've got all these sort of distractions from it and as you slowly get into running a bit more you're pushing your distance a little bit more you know you may walk a little bit when you run whatever I think it's just letting go of the fact of running it's just having time for yourself and everything else that comes with it is a bonus. And there's a lot of beneficial things that come with it. I think um, that's so important because like, you know, life, like you said, life is really busy. You got, you know, you're a parent, you run a business, same for me. And I think one of the things I get from running is that, is that time away from all of that, no phone, no computer, 
and you're almost particularly when you're you know like mountain running or trail running on sort of semi-technical stuff because you're so engrossed and involved in what you're doing you're so focused on it you're actually not focused on anything at all and that yeah. that for me is like the ultimate freedom and there's only two times really that i get that feeling and the first is running and the second is snowboarding yeah and I yeah don't live anywhere near snow so that's <laughs> oh, it <laughs> well this this is right isn't it it's on the, the other sports that i do when i go when i when i was living down in bristol years ago i was surf we have to be in the moment and i mountain bike a lot mm-hmm. and that is being in the moment and like it's that clarity. I mean, every single time I go mountain biking, because it's a bit different to running, running's a bit slow and you have that time to sort of process. But mountain biking, I'm doing that. Like every time we go with my mate, we come back and we're like, mountain biking's the best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the best because you are in that moment. And you're right, that is the biggest freedom that we have. And it's, uh, it's being right now, like being right now, which is so hard for us to, sort of be like I look at my children they're always in the moment you know they'll have they might have a, an argument between each other or they might get told off for me for not turning the tv off or something like that and as soon as that's done they're off on something else yeah. they're just trying they're going to do something else so I look at the kids and go well actually if we all live in the moment and not have worries of the past because we can't change it we cannot change the past and the future hasn't even happened yet so those two entities either side of us are imaginary they're not reality anymore and the reality is like, well, it's getting deep now. The reality is right here and what you make of it. And if you make it good in that moment by going off running or whatever, that's fantastic, you know. And I think, you know, anyone out there who says they're not a runner, maybe go and try it. You go and walk, go and walk, walk, walk for 10 minutes, Definitely. run for one minute, you know. And that's what I, I remember when I first started, I was like, oh God, I'd run, try and run 20 minutes. And I was like, you know, at the time I'd been smoking and drinking, you know, and so my lungs were full of like cigarettes and I'd try and run. And I'd, I'd, I'd end up walking 20 minutes and running five. And even not a run, it was probably a jog. And then it was probably more of a quick walk. But then that built up. And over time, you just go further and further. And, and you know, I know people who are always just very happy running 5Ks. And they get the same amount of joy from it as I would if I run longer distances. You know, I think the great thing about it is, there's no cap on the level of enjoyment and positivity and well-being you get from whether it's running for five minutes, five miles, 5K, 50 miles or 100 miles. Yeah. I think they all, they all give you the same, that same level. It's just what yeah. you want to do. So I want to move the conversation on a little bit towards mindset. So you've been on a journey from, you know, in your own words, a pretty challenging childhood um, through some times sort of growing up late teens, early 20s when you know you've gone gone down some routes that looking back you wouldn't have gone down had you known better but such is life yeah i mean running's been this kind of thing that's always sort of been hanging around but never really been taken advantage of until what in the last sort of 18 months two years yeah and it's kind of the way i see it from from the outside is that running has almost been the catalyst for you to realize your full potential not as a runner but as a human being as a person as dan and that for me is really interesting and so in terms of the word mindset, it's a really hard question to answer. I appreciate this. But of all the journey you've been on, can you summarise like how the real hard times, the real dark, bad times that you've faced, how that allows you now to kind of to, 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 to live in a world where nothing's really that challenging because you've got the tools in the toolbox to go, well, 
hang on a minute, I can see, I can find positive in this. Like lockdown, for example, I can find positive in lockdown because I've faced stuff way worse previously. How does that kind of make you, make and shape you to who you are today? I think, so if we look back and sort of get the listeners to sort of, my 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 past was really sort of, I had an alcoholic father. My mum and dad split up, the awful violence in the house. Um, you know, uh, that was tough. Um, and, but as a kid, you live in the moment, you get on with it. So your mindset is set up there. But I think that's where it sort of started conditioning me as I got older, life didn't really get better. Um, so you have to get on with it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say my dad was abusive in a way, but maybe he was, he was an alcoholic, you know, he couldn't control himself that kind of way. And you have that, you have this sheer stubbornness to get through. Um, and it was really dark. Like, I mean, when I was at the bottom of, the barrel was a really hard place to be. Um, I, had no, I had no hope, you know, in, in who I was. So, but without those times, there was a time where I was living with one of my mates and we got really, really drunk on vodka and we had a massive punch up. I remember waking up in the morning and there was just like apocalypse in the kitchen where we had this massive fight and I felt so down, plus with a hangover that I wanted to, I, at that point I decided that, well, enough's enough in my life. I'm not not reaching, not getting what I want out of life. Life's no good, um, drinking, taking drugs, really low state. And, and I, you know, I, not many people know this, but I tried to take my own life. And thankfully it failed, you know, thankfully, I thank that day it failed. And that gave me that spark of when I moved forward, I was like, right, I never want to be that low again. And then you move forward with that and you realise you just take tidbits of life and you go, okay, so I need them. So mindset for me has been about being stubborn. Um, and there's no, nothing is ever impossible um, for me unless I give up and then it is impossible. So my mindset from them has been set. I've been, it's been built up for a long time of unknown. Like, and now when I'm, I'm 41 and I'm realising lots of things about myself you know it's sort of like refining yourself and realizing that that you I am resilient and what I've done acknowledging acknowledging my past so my mindset has always been quite stubborn it had to be in my life where I grew up um if I wasn't stubborn then you know I wouldn't get the things that I want we couldn't go and feed ourselves you know all the stuff that happens you know being a ginger kid at school in the 90s you got bullied you know, having, not having a, a, a set of parents together, you got bullied. Um, not being great, everything, you got bullied, not fitting in. So that sort of minefield of growing up was was really tough. And that gave me that stubbornness to want to be better. And always deep down, I knew that I needed, there was something better for me. And then I sort of hit my 20s and and, and this, the, the, you know, life changed. Thankfully, it just changed. I think I was putting it out there to the universe that I wanted something better for my life and it, and it came to me and I ended up doing NLP coaching for this with this guy, um, which was amazing. Like in the early 2000s, someone, you know, showing you what is possible and changing the way I believed in myself um, and always having this belief that, I, you know, I was better, I, was, I, I could do better. So mindset for me is... It's what you see as yourself. 
And at first, you won't go back to the early on. It's, but first, you may not believe that you are the best at this. You're you're great at coping. But if you keep telling yourself and keep that keep that positivity, it's it's, it's all about positivity. Mm-hmm. It's it's about telling yourself you are good at stuff. You know, you cope with that stuff in the past. You are still alive right now. You cannot change what's happened, but that's given you the relent like that relentlessness to carry on and keep going in adversity. You know. It, it, looking at stuff that I've done and achieved, like I never thought possible some of the things I've done, but I carried on and doing it. Um, and I had this sort of other mantra in my head that, well, why not try, instead of giving up, I used to give up at lots of things, by the way. I used to start projects and I still do it now, like start sort of work projects and I'll get, oh, I'll get bored. The, the buzz has gone from it and I'll, I'll sort of leave it out. And I was like, actually, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> instead of, and I was like, instead of, giving up instead of like aiming for failure why not just carry on and see what happens um and it, it's just mindset for me is about being positive and i know you can't be positive all the time but sometimes there's days you just feel like shit and you're like well i think i am on that point i think that's a really important thing to to to, to, to dwell on for just a couple of minutes and that you can't be positive all the time and that's that's cool that's good because life is not always great no, exactly. You have, you have to be able to process the bad stuff to find the positives within it, and then move forward with that positivity. But yeah, I mean, for me, positive all the time. Yeah, and twenty years ago, when I was when I was sort of changing my life, um, I was trying to be positive all the time, mm. right? And it starts. You can do that for a while. You can look at everything in a positive way. But what you're realizing, you're really unhinged and you're quite unbalanced. Yeah, and you start to you start to fatigue a bit. And I wasn't allowing anything else in. I wasn't processing anything. And that was like really hard. That was, you, you realise, well, I'm being positive all the time. And it wasn't until someone had just said, well, you've got to have a bit of balance because no one likes someone who's positive all the time. It's not, it's not human. You're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm that guy. And, and it's just, yeah, it's, I think for me, mindset is about, you know, it's paying attention to all the simple things in your life like to stay positive you've got to eat well you've got to exercise and you've got to have lots of sleep we talk about it a lot don't we how yeah, sleep yeah. is phenomenally amazing and resets you and i think for me sleep is the most important thing to have because it's all about recovery rejuvenation and replenishment in anything that we do and that rest yeah and realizing that now that sleep is quite that magical thing um but when you've got kids, we know it's, it's quite challenging. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, I, you know, mindset as well, it, it's not all of you. You need, you know, the, what's the old saying? That you've got a, a village to build, a, a to grow a child, to build a warrior and stuff like that. It's surrounding yourself with like-minded, positive people. Uh, and that all adds to it. It's not all, you know, you, you can take the burden so much. Yes, everything starts within you. I get that. But then it's having that platform of sharing what you do with people, having conversations like this, um, which helps you keep you have you find your tribe, don't you? And having your tribe of people around you can support you when you're not feeling positive. They can pick you up and go, well, this too will pass. You know, this is totally fine. You feel like that. But come out for a job with us or something like that. And that again. Totally. My- you know, that that tribe, that crew of people around you, both in life and also in 
challenges like you know the Snowden Six Ways getting you you and the other guys and girls around for that challenge really enabled me to complete that in a way that I was totally not expecting and um, yeah and that fallout it gave everybody and we all still talk about it the buzz we got from that I don't know if it was just the, the I, I don't know I can't put my finger on it but the buzz right. every single person who got from that got from that we still talk about it now there was magic yeah there was magic that happened there and you know I, I, I believe in magic in that way because everyone just comes off and you feel pride, you get the goosebumps and you can't, ex you can't put it down to one pinpoint to one thing. And I think we all, I'm chatting to everybody about it. We all walk away from that and hold that as something that is going to be something so powerful for something that one of those, one of those pillars we can fall back on and go, well, I achieved that. You know, I cheat. I did that. I helped him do that. I, I there was, everyone had a personal goal within your yeah. goal as well. And everyone, committed and completed it and you know that is something that's another one of those stepping stones that they can go well i've got that to fall back on if i need to yeah oh mate it's um this thing thank you so much for your honesty there because that, that kind of stuff's not always easy to talk about and um it really adds a lot of context into your journey uh, and you know a journey is a journey you're still you're still going with it and i'm really excited to, to see where it's going to finish up well not where it's going to finish up where it's going to take you um but like if if you this, here's an interesting question if you look at your 20 year old self with the experience you've got now would you tell him anything different or would you let him just carry on because you, it's made you the person you are now I, I love this question it's one of my favorites because it can go you the more you think about it the more you disagree with what you're going to say <laughs> um <laughs> Because you look back and the first thing I would tell myself is like carry on being that top level sportsman that I was when I was 15, 16. Don't drink or smoke. Get rid of that. And then I would just say keep keep like keep a positive mindset. But actually but then would you have the appreciation of the exercise and the activity well, that you do now from that journey? It's, like you, well, this, like, it's impossible to say, right? This is the thing. And then you look at it and go, but without all that stuff I did to myself and whatever, would I be the same person now? And you can't answer. I doubt that I would be. I, you know, I'd be off on a different trajectory. You know, so it's a really, it's a really interesting question. I'd give, I think the key for me would be like, don't waste your time drinking and smoking do more exercise or do more things that are fun, you know, because if I stopped drinking and smoking when I was younger, then I'd be doing more things that were fun um, and that I'd appreciate them more and I would have progressed more. And I think it would be telling myself that I love myself and finding that confidence because I've only really truly found my self-esteem and confidence within the last 18 months. And it'd be telling myself that is like, you are really, really good. At everything you do you know your friend circles they always tell you how good you are and don't shy away from that and I would I was like couldn't take compliments I couldn't I didn't believe that I was worthwhile so I think I'd tell myself you are worth it you are confident you are amazing don't drink and don't smoke and I think I would still probably be somewhere around where I am where I am now so yeah it's an interesting one um but then also, you look at it on the flip side going, well, thanks for all that, because that's made me exactly the person I am right now. Whether it is I'm 41 and learning more about myself than I have done in the past 30 years, why not now? I've still got that life. I'm living now. And 
isn't it better to live now with those experiences in hindsight because you're more you're you value yourself more i don't know it's it's that it's that it's, it's that sort of craziness of it that it, if you look at it the right way it wins every way yeah 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 oh, that's really interesting hey man we're going to start wrapping it up a little bit now um cool. tell us a little bit about the challenges you've got upcoming uh i know unfortunately one of them's been postponed due to lockdown which is a bit of a pain probably the right call all things considered but tell us about your challenges you've got coming up mate so i think always sort of to keep myself going you've got to train for something haven't you? you've got to aim for something um we've had conversations about like entering races and stuff like that. so i've got a few races coming up i've got a few events and my, the first one i've done myself which is meant to be coming up this weekend but because of lockdown we'll postpone it until december or we'll see what happens but that was running the reekin 24 times in 24 hours um which is nearly 69 miles and about 6,000 meters 20,000 feet of elevation um, in 24 hours which and is quite a brutal challenge because it's the same hill up and down 24 times yeah so, so that was pretty serious and this I is just where, found just where your strong mindset comes into play right totally and every time i've been walking it, i'm like 24 times 24 times oh. and then we just found out a few days ago like last weekend i think it was that a guy had just done it he just beat me to it um and he'd been planning alongside me as well but mine was meant to happen in july this year because of lockdown got postponed again and i found out he did it in he did 24 times in 21 hours and 13 minutes and part of me was like oh that's really bad i can't believe he's done that and i was like well that proves to me that it can be done yeah. Because the last five attempts, no one's been able to do it. And it also gives me that like push to go, okay, that can be done. And I wonder if I can do it a bit quicker. But then it gives me that like one side of me. If it was a year ago, I'd have been fuming. I probably wouldn't have attempted it because someone else has done it before me. But now it gives me the fuel to go for yeah. it a bit harder or just do it, plan it a bit better, you know, in that way. So I've got that event coming up. Um, and then next year, I've got a couple of, there's an ultra one down in Lulworth, which is pretty brutal, yeah, down on the coastal path, which I'm excited, really excited for, because that was that was the birthplace of my long distance running along that coastal path. Yes. Um, so it's nice to go back to my sort of spiritual home there. And then um, I've got the uh, Cape Wrath Ultra, which is 450 kilometers, so 220 miles of just running. To say that again for the listener. So that is kept, it's 450 kilometers, uh, to about 220 miles. Um, and that is in Scotland, West Coast, Scotland, from Fort William all the way up to Cape Wrath um, along the trail there. And you race over, you run over eight days. Nice um, and dry as well. Hey, nice and dry. Nice and dry. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I'm excited for that because that was one that I've always wanted to do that, that walk but I never give myself two weeks to do it with kids and stuff. And so I was like, do you know what? I'll enter a race and I'll just run it. Why not? Um, but it's turned into this really awesome thing because I've met a lot of other people who are running it. And it's just this, you, you surround yourself, you surround yourself with really interesting people. So looking forward to that one. Um, I've got the Reekin Hill just train on here. I run up in Wales quite a lot. Um, and then other races, I've got the Lakes in a Day, which was meant to be my very first ultra run this year um but that got postponed so everything i was going to run this year got postponed till next year um and then there's a few other mountain marathons and things um 
kicking around and then in between that I'm you know taking people out on coastal runs and sort of running with them doing run ventures with people um yeah it's I've realized that I'm sort of just in that world of wanting to be out running in the hills and challenging myself like we said challenge is the sort of where we grow as a human um and so they're all out there I'm you know I'm excited for, for them all um I have I'm just going out there to enjoy it and I think that's what I've learned for everything is I just the enjoyment for it for it but if I enjoy it that's great I'm not going to enjoy all of it there's many times I'm going to hate it yeah it's the type two fun isn't it while it's yeah. while it's happening is awful when you cross that finish line it's like that was the best thing I've ever done I'm going to go do another one straight away well exactly I, I, I visualize myself crossing the line and what that gives me that 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 joy, that emotion of crossing any finishing line, knowing from where I've been, what I've been through. And there's people that have been far, far worse than me, but what I've been through to get to where I'm now and achieving, and it's that achievement, it's crossing that line of anything, you know, and it's that that warm, fuzzy feeling you get when you're like, yeah, man, that's going to be, that's going to be it next year. It's, it's, you know, and then there's going to be lots of other, lots of other stuff. We, we talk about it quite a lot about actually not entering races, like and just going to do stuff yeah yeah because it's there you know kind of thing which really i've actually got i'm looking forward to more now than doing some of the races yeah i've paid for some of the races and i've got got to go and do them um but it's that looking at looking at routes like there's the new dartmoor trail the 100 mile trail around dartmoor looking at that and going well let's just go and run that or doing the ridgeway and let's go and run that you know, it's, it's finding your crazy friends to go, oh, let's, go, let's go and spend a weekend running 100 miles. That sounds like yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, look, Dan, this has been, I hate to wrap it up because, as you know, we could talk about this for hours, which we have done normally while we're running. But what an amazing conversation. And there's, there's loads of themes and topics that we haven't even got into. And so I'd like to invite you back um, for another, another pod down the line um, where we can delve into your mindset even further. But mate, that's been really cool. Um, I will catch up with you soon. We've got uh, some, let's say someone's trying to get into running. What three words of advice uh, would you give them? Go do it. <laughs> it's, a Nike, it's a Nike one, isn't it? It's just do it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you walk all the time. You run, what, if you've never run before, I reckon walk for a minute, jog for a minute, walk for two minutes, jog for two minutes, do that for 10 minutes. And then carry on and it will feel it will feel awful and crap and painful and you might be out of breath and feel like you're going to die but when you get in and you stop and you sit down and you have a cup of tea or whatever you appreciate and you'll feel great and keep building on that just do it nice one dan this is the positive runner so give him a follow on instagram and facebook thanks very much mate